Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. Welcome to the British Online School podcast, where today we're going to be discussing education and business. To discuss this today, we are joined by Nick James. Thank you so much for joining us today, Nick. You're welcome. Pleasure to be here. Nick is a modern day entrepreneur, as well as a coach, trainer, and mentor for anyone who wants to grow their business and also hosts large events, bringing in well-known guests such as Gary Vee and Alan Sugar, just to name drop a few. So Nick, if we can begin with that special word, entrepreneur, what makes you an entrepreneur? Yeah, thanks. Good, good question. I mean, first of all, I hate calling myself an entrepreneur. I think it's a title that can be bestowed upon you by others, but I don't really like saying it myself because I don't... Uh, yeah, I just think it kind of carries a certain degree of arrogance, to be perfectly honest. Um, so I, I think, look, what is, what is an entrepreneur, really? Um, uh, an entrepreneur, I think, is somebody who is or who has taken certain risks, invested time, money, resources in order to grow a business or a number of businesses. And so, you know, I think, I think it's becoming really fashionable now to put entrepreneur in your Instagram bio or, or similar. And, uh, and, and by the way, that wasn't the case like 10 years ago, 15 years ago when I got started, but now it's kind of like fashionable to call yourself an entrepreneur. And I think there are plenty of people throwing that term around entrepreneur, call themselves an entrepreneur who don't really understand what it means. Um, and for me, look, if you're going to really live up to that label, that title, then you've got to be prepared to invest time and money um, and take risk in order to build commerce, build business, build um, you know, build companies. So, what? Why do you think people are using that word then? And what? What's the difference between someone using it in their bio, which you think they don't deserve to use that word, and you then? Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I don't really like using that word about me either. I think, I think you, you know, it's very, you know, it's nice when somebody else says it about you, but you, I think, throwing it around yourself, um, there's a degree of kind of arrogance to it. Um, but yeah, I think the reason people throw it around and use it in their Instagram, I, I use the Instagram bio thing as one example, of course, um, kind of modern day example, but I think it's just become fashionable, trendy. You know, when I think about, you know, when I was in, in school, let's say, um, there wasn't many people whose dream or whose ambition was to be an entrepreneur or to, to run a business um, because it wasn't like that common. Um, it's more common now, you know, with, with social media becoming such a massive part of all of our lives, the barrier to entry entrepreneurship or, or starting a business is lower than it's ever been. It's, it's actually easier to get into running a business, running a, a company um, than it's ever been because of social media, because it doesn't take, you know, I talked about entrepreneurship being the investment of time, of money, of resource. Um, the barrier to entry to entrepreneurship or business used to be relatively high. You'd need capital, you'd need money, you'd need some financial backing, which not everyone's lucky enough to have. Um, you don't need that anymore. 
you know, with social media, you can build an audience, start a business with zero capital, zero cash. And so I think the barrier to entry is lower, which means it's more common. And of course, you know, we've all seen the success stories, haven't we? We've all seen, you know, the kid, the seven-year-old on YouTube who's making $22 million a year or something ridiculous. Um, by the way, that's not just made up. That actually is the case. It's that the kid that does the toy reviews, right? Um, so it happens. And because we see these success stories, it now makes it more possible, more accessible to more people, hence why I think it's now become more aspirational. You know, when I was at school, it was like the the fashionable, trendy aspiration was to be a professional sports person, um, you know, or in the arts, you know, um, singing, uh, music in a band, that kind of thing was like the thing that people aspired to achieve in order to get status and success. And whilst those things still carry a lot of status and success, I think, you know, entrepreneurship's kind of become the, the third uh, of those, of that trio, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, th I think for me, if I was a young aspiring entrepreneur, my Instagram bio would not say I'm an entrepreneur. My Instagram bio would, act and by the way, here's the point as well. Um, and I'm using Instagram bio as a specific example. If somebody comes to your Instagram bio and say, and it says I'm an entrepreneur, it doesn't mean anything. If somebody comes to your Instagram bio and says, I help this group of people solve this problem and get this result, or I produce this product or, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that might be relevant to me. So it's actually more likely to get you the result you're looking for if you're, and I'm saying Instagram bio, but it could be anything. If your, you know, main um, website or your LinkedIn profile, or your, you know, um, uh, the TikTok bio, whatever platforms you're on, actually tells people what you do or what your business does or what you're aspiring to do rather than using a generic term like I'm an entrepreneur. Brilliant. I really like that. I like that take on it. Um, and you're not the first person I've heard to sort of say that that word's become fashionable. Hey, it's Nick here. We'll get back to the show in a moment. I just wanted to tell you about a brand new free training I've put together for you, all about how I went from zero to six figures to seven figures, to multi seven figures in my business very, very quickly. So you can go and download that brand new free training at expertempires.com forward slash free training. Uh, and when you do that, you'll also be given the opportunity to book a free, no obligation strategy call with one of my team so they can help you individually plot your plan to growing your business from wherever it is right now, if it's zero to get to six figures fast, or if it's already at six figures to move it to seven figures or multi seven figures as quickly as possible. So go to expertempires.com forward slash free training. But if we go back to like when you said you were in school and it wasn't fashionable then, why is it you chose to take this route? Yeah, um, good question. I think, you know, I was very fortunate in that I, not through my school traditional education, but through my alternative education, which I'll, I'll maybe share a little bit about, I, I got exposure to entrepreneurs. Like I, I met people um, at a relatively young age when I was a teenager who were running highly successful businesses already, like privately owned highly successful businesses. So um, look, I'm a keen sportsman. 
um, you know, I don't know if we're sending this out on video as well as audio, but um, in my office, I've got, you know, a collection of football, signed football jerseys on the wall um, from, you know, well, one, my team, Aston Villa, um, 1982 European Cup winners. Um, not a lot since. And, you know, and, and you know, Messi and Ronaldo. And, and look, I love sport. I love football and, and I'm a keen golfer. And, and But I was never world-class at those things. So it was never really on the cards for me to excel in those areas. But I worked out fairly quickly because um, I'd been around people who were successful business owners and had built companies. Um, so that made that real for me. It made it a, you know, a possibility. And then I realized, actually, what, what are the skills that contribute to somebody being a great business owner, leader, um, uh, the sort of person that starts and grows and scales a company is essentially being really good at communicating. And that's a skill that I've always naturally had. Um, I've always been quite a good talker, um, which, you know, when I was at school um, was to the detriment of most of my report. But, but you know, now it serves me really, really well. So I think, you know, bottom line, um, I wasn't great at football or golf, even though I love those sports. And, you know, I'm not not a talented musician, unfortunately. Um, I, when I sing in the shower, my wife throws things at me. But I've always been a good communicator. And that's partly, you know, probably natural um, skill and, uh, and, you know, just a gift that I've been given. But also, you know, spent a lot of time learning, developing that skill set through my non-formal education um, through my teenage years. And that really came about because my mum was a trainer for a guy called Tony Robbins, who you may or may not know or have heard of if you're listening to this or watching this. Um, but, you know, Tony Robbins, when I was, you know, 12, 13, 14 years of age, um, uh, wasn't that well known, not on the scale that he is now, but, you know, essentially he's you know probably now the best known person on the planet when it comes to teaching mindset, personal development, communication skills, that kind of thing. And so I, I grew up between the ages of 12 and 19, traveling all over the world, um, you know, learning from Tony Robbins and other similar uh, experts and trainers. So that, that was my non-formal, non-traditional education, which again, that really opened the door or showed me the route into um starting my own business rather than, you know, going through the traditional education and, and going into a, a job in a company. Mm. But is that, you're actually quite an interesting thing about you. You did go into a job though, didn't you, to work with someone specifically and learn from them. I've, I've watched on another podcast you've done. Yeah. And, and this is certainly the advice I'd give to any um, young aspiring business owner, entrepreneur, someone that wants to own their own business. I, I actually think that one of the, like, look, I, I think that traditional education is important. I think it's important that you have those foundations. Um, I went to university, studied business. Um, there were some things that I learned there that were useful. There was a lot that I learned that wasn't that useful because my, you know, the thing that I normally say is it kind of taught me what I needed to know to go and get a job in a successful company, but it didn't really teach me what I needed to do to start a successful company. And so what I did was, um, yeah, when I left uni, I actually went and worked in a small business. Like they were, they were, you know, I think when I joined, there was probably three or four staff, you know, I was probably number five, uh, uh in terms of their staff. And, and so I got to see really up close and personal what it takes to run a small business. Um, I think that's, that was, I learned more in a few months 
uh, did in, you know, a few years of studying business at university because, and that's not, yeah, that's nothing against university. I think, you know, actually, um, that few years was a great experience because, you know, I, I left home, learned to fend for myself. Um, you know, I had to like, you know, cook and clean and, um, and, you know, it opened up my social circle and there was lots of things that were really beneficial. Met my wife uh, at uni as well. So there was a lot of benefits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't remember that bit. There was, there was a lot of great things about it. And I still say that in three months working in a small, um, fast growing business, I learned more because I was seeing what really works day in, day out in marketing, in sales, in systems and processes and operations, which, you know, learning it theoretically is one thing, seeing it in practice is another. So I actually think that, you know, getting a job is sometimes a necessary step on the journey. And it, it certainly accelerated my journey. I was only actually in that job for a couple of years um, and then I went and started my own business because I knew enough. I'd learned enough then um, to, to, to be able to go and do that myself. Oh, brilliant. That was one of my questions, actually, what would be the biggest piece of advice? And you've just said, go in, go in there and get working and see how it all works. Um, so one yeah, that... Look, I mean, the, the thing is with, with that, it's, it's the, 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 the thinking isn't groundbreaking. It's like, well, you know, doing apprenticeships, you know, there's formal schemes for this or doing, you know, th this was like an informal apprenticeship, basically. It was me going and getting a job. And I think sometimes when people... Um, attempt to start a business and fail, as I'd done, by the way, I had done that um, in my kind of early 20s. I think often they feel like going and getting a job is like admitting failure. And for me, it wasn't admitting failure. It was admitting I've just got a lot to learn. And the fastest way for me to learn that is to go and be around somebody who's already running a small successful business because then I can model what they do and start on my own from scratch and make it successful faster. So I think as long as it's done from a place of I'm here to learn and absorb as much as I can. And by the way, I mean, it's really, it's ridiculous, really. Like I had two years of learning at a, a crazy like advanced level and I was getting paid to do it. I mean, that is a, that is a great deal for me. And by the way, you know, I'm sure if the guy that I was working for was sat here now and we're still really good friends, he would say that in that two year period, I excelled in his business, made him a lot of money because my, my role was predominantly in sales, made him a lot of money. So it was a win-win. And, you know, I went in with the attitude and, and he knew that I attitude of like, I'm here to do my absolute best and learn a lot over the next two, three years. And then I'm going to go and do it on my own. Um, and it was a good win-win because, you know, in the time I was there, I made him a lot of money and I learned a lot. And so, you know, and now we do a lot of, a lot of strategic partnerships and stuff together. So it's kind of come full circle in some respects. Brilliant. That's really, really nice to hear. Um, but talking about your failed businesses then, and I don't want to go into too much detail about that, but obviously you've, you've had failures along the way. At what point did you think I've made it? I I've done what I've set out to achieve, or I know you're always looking at different goals, but like at what point did you realize, Hey, I I'm, I've done it. I've, I've done what I've always wanted to do. I haven't. I've never felt like that. I've ne I, like, I'm sorry to, uh, that's the honest answer. I've never felt I've made it. I've never felt I've done what I set out to achieve. I've got 
amazing vision for what we're building, what we're creating. We've, we've got three companies, a group combined, we call the Empire Group. I've got this vision of what we're creating and building, and I, I'm not sure I'll ever feel that way because I'm, I'm obsessive about constant and never-ending improvement. That said, there have been a number of um, failures along the way, and you can dress it up however you like. Um, you know, I alluded to the fact before I went and, and took a job in that small business, you know, I started um, – my first business attempt was um, well, actually my first first business attempt when I was like fourteen. Um, me and my mate started a, you know, we we decided we were going to walk dogs um, as a little money making venture, and we you know, went on my old PC, which you know you wouldn't believe uh, what it looked like back then. But um, and we printed off these flyers and flyered locally and put them up, and like nobody, nobody called or responded, and you know we got zero customers, zero clients. So that failed pretty quick. And I had a load of little ideas and stuff when I was at uni, you know, I had ideas about running club nights, but I, I just didn't know what it took. Like I didn't realize the lengths you have to go to, to get something off the ground. And so, you know, effect, effectively, I, you know, I came up with a few ideas and fell at the first hurdle on, on many, many occasions. And, and the reason that I kind of, I never gave up, but I decided to go and, get educated by somebody who was successful in business um, was that, you know, I was fortunate, as I said, to be around, you know, Tony Robbins and learn about mindset, personal and self-improvement from my teenage years. And I was like, wouldn't it be great if this kind of education was available to the masses in the mainstream to, you know, to, to kids in school. And so, you know, in my, in my kind of late teens, early twenties, I decided to become um, like the UK's number one youth coach was my ambition. Um, I was like, right, I'll coach and train and teach teenagers the sort of things that I learned. And, uh, and you know, they did really help me through my teenage years. Um, and like, like I said, didn't really have a clue what I was doing. I, I managed to get one client and that one client was a recommendation from my mum. So literally I had no marketing acumen or skill whatsoever. And I got this one client um, and, and I just did not, understand or know how to do marketing, how to do sales. I just had no clue. Um, I thought it had just magically come to me and it didn't. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was at that point that I went, Hey, you know what? I don't, I don't know how to do this. I need to go and learn from somebody that does. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, the, the other major failure, if you want to call it that, there's been lots of mini ones along the way, but the other major one was actually in 2015. I was in, um, I had a, a partnership with a, with a friend of mine. We'd, we'd both built businesses separately and then merged them together. Um, and, and essentially the, um, well, let's just say that, um, what I hadn't mastered at that point was the financial management of a business. So I, I was very good at sales, very good at marketing, um, good enough at, you know, creating systems and processes to deliver the service that we were delivering, um, but had not mastered financials. And so, you know, made a mess of it financially, to be perfectly honest. Um, and so um, myself and my business partner had to go our separate ways. So essentially I lost everything, started from on the 7th of July, 2015, started from absolute zero again with nothing. Um, he, he kept the ongoing business and I had nothing. Um, and it's been since then, the last kind of six years, um, six and a half years, that, that I've started from zero again and built 
um, is that I've been able to apply all of the lessons that I learned from, you know, like all of the failures, all of the um, mistakes I made along the way, and then fix the ones that, that I've made mistakes around. So, you know, the financial thing, like when I started the business again in 2015, I went, right, like, where do I go and learn this? Because clearly I've screwed this up badly once and it's cost me everything. So let's go and work, work out how to do this. So I, I went and got some, um, some proper training on how to manage the financials of a small business. And that was, that was invaluable. Um, you know, and, uh, well, since then, um, we've done pretty well. Brilliant. Now you keep using that word learn. I've, you must use it about 10 times that you went and learned this, learned that. And obviously you have a lot of resilience as well to, to lose everything and rebuild it. So I think that says a lot about your character. And so obviously the important question is, do you believe you took any of that or built any of that or gained anything from your school education to allow you to become the person you are now? Yeah, look, I, I think, um, and I'm not sure how, how popular this would be in, in kind of mainstream education, but I'm just going to say what I believe, right? Look, life, whether you're a teenager at school or whether you're a 50-year-old man or woman, um, is full of problems, challenges, tests. You know, like everyone at some point in their teenage years has to comes up against some kind of conflict, whether that's, you know, um, struggling with, um, you know, with, with, uh, with understanding certain concepts in the classroom and therefore struggling with their exams, whether it's like, you know, teasing, bullying, whatever that might be like, everyone has to deal with that. And, and I think with our parents and our school and, try to protect us from this stuff. And I'm going to say something controversial. I think some of that stuff's good. It builds character. If we, if we wrap, uh, and, and look, I've got two children, a 12-year-old, 8-year-old, and of course, I do everything possible to, to, of, to stop them from experiencing any pain in their life whatsoever because I'm their dad and that's what I, you know, that's, I don't want them to suffer. But ultimately, Pain, um, you know, bumps in the road, barriers, problems, challenges, build character. Um, because I'll tell you this, if you're going to, you know, if you listen to this, if you're watching this and you, you have aspirations to build your own business, you are going to have a lot of rejection, conflict. You're going to have all that like that. And so if you've spent your whole life wrapped in cotton wool, not experiencing any conflict whatsoever or pain or rejection or any of that, then you're in for a, a very nasty surprise. And so I do think that actually, you know, just the process of growing up and experiencing that um, was probably good character building, um, you know, and, you know, I, I, th I think my experience one thing I'd say for anyone that wants to start their own business, um, the number one skill that I think you need to learn and master is sales. And so that, that couple of years that I worked in that business in a sales job, sales role, like I was intensively um, experiencing, you know, how hard it is and uh, experiencing rejection and having to pick myself up again and again and again and again. And I think that that in itself was, 
really, really strong character building. Um, you know, any anyone, I, I would suggest anyone that wants to start and run a business, go and get some experience in direct sales because it's the hardest thing to do. And once you've got that experience, like everything else becomes easy by comparison. Right. I think that's such a nice answer about was school useful for you? And that idea of character building is is exactly what I think school should be all about as well. I didn't think it was controversial, but I understand why you think it could be because not a lot of people say that anymore, but I do. I think there are so many people who struggle in school and hearing from someone like yourself who's been successful to say, you may not be academic, but it's all about building your character. I think that's that's definitely a, a fantastic thing to say. I think it's a really nice thing. Look, I don't want anyone to experience any pain. <laughs> I don't want anyone to experience bullying in school or feel like they've failed in their exam. I don't want them to experience that. But the fact is you're going to experience some form of that somewhere and it, it does serve as, as good character building um, for sure. And, and you know, the, the school that my oldest son goes to, the reason I sent him to that school is it places a big, big emphasis on building the person rather than just teaching you know english maths sciences whatever um and, and i also think um again i'm getting off on a tangent probably here but I, you know I, i'm uh, as i said before love love my sport and both of my boys love their sport as well that's great character building because guess what they don't win every year they play they play a lot of football um they don't win every game they don't play, you know, that, that sometimes they, you know, they don't start every match they get, you know, and, and so they have to deal with that, that tension, that disappointment, that, you know, being, uh, feeling like they've been let down or they've let themselves down. And, and I think it's good. It's like, if all they do every day, you know, if every football match they play in, they, you know, they win eight nil and score a hat trick. It's like, well, what are they learning? They're learning that it's easy. And guess what? It isn't. And so, you know, I think, like I said, I think if, like, if that's how it, how it happens, then you're in for a nasty surprise eventually. So it's good character building to have, um, you know, challenges, setbacks, failures, call them what you will, um, whether that's in the classroom, whether it's in sport, um, whether it's privately in your personal life, whatever, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be plenty of it throughout your life. And so it's a good thing. Um, so really, I, I think the, the more, resourceful you can become to to overcome those things the more success you'll have in business if you choose to take that route and and in life in general nice but that that actually touches slightly on my next question for you is it'd be what do you think all schools should be teaching the students today and you've just said a lot of stuff but if you could pinpoint that down to one thing what do you think every school should be taken on board and every student should be leaving with the knowledge of emotional intelligence Okay. Okay. Do you want to go into a bit more? Let me, let me, let me, let me elaborate on what I mean yeah, by yeah. that. Understanding how to manage your mental and emotional state. How to, when, you know, something doesn't work out, how do we manage our mental and emotional state so that we don't go immediately automatically like most people do into anger, frustration, depression, whatever that might be. None of those emotional states, let's call them, are very helpful. No one ever created anything of significance or, or made a good decision from a place of anger, frustration, depression, or any of those other negative um, mental or emotional states. 
So if we can teach mental and emotional resilience, let's call it, um, we will be able to handle anything that comes up. Um, I, I feel like that one thing makes every other thing easier or completely unnecessary. So um, think about, you know, we're talking, of course, about you know business and, and success in business specifically, but think about success in relationships. Um, 50% of all marriages end in divorce. Why? Because people don't know how to manage their mental and emotional state. They're getting angry or frustrated or depressed. And, 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 for what, and there's a load of others, of course. So if we can teach mental and emotional resilience or what I call state management, then we're going to be much more able, capable to have really meaningful, great relationships, marriages as people grow older. Um, same thing in, you know, uh, like in your, you know, if you're, if you've got siblings, parents right now that you live with and you listen to this and you go like, it's sometimes really frustrating, isn't it? Um, to, you know, and so the more we can teach mental, emotional resilience, the happier our family lives will be. Um, and look, the, the fact is yes, building business, yes, building wealth is nice. Um, but ultimately why do you want that? is to make you happy. Why do you want to be a professional footballer? Because it'll make you happy. Why do you want to be, you know, an actor or an actress? Because you love it and it makes you happy. So ultimately, all we're ever trying to achieve in anything is to be happy. So let's work out how we can get happy or be happy anyway, regardless. And so that's why I think that the education around mental and emotional um, state management, as I call it, is is probably the biggest thing that will make everything else um, work a lot better. That's a brilliant answer. And that's a lot of what we do here. We have uh, set times during the week where everyone will talk about mental health and well-being. And it's exactly that, trying to channel that positive energy and be happy. And I just love everything you just said then. I, I think that was, that was a, a perfect answer. It's the other thing I'd say that is linked is, um, for me, communication skills and of course the you know the better you are at managing your mental emotional state the better you'll communicate anyway but communication skills being able to um channel or communicate a message um that for me uh, again just leads to success in all areas again you know family relationship business career you name it. If you're good at communicating, building relationships, then everything else is going to happen automatically for you. Yeah, I like it. Right. Before we move on to the final two questions, I just want to ask what's next for yourself or your businesses, such as Expert Empire. You have your seriously fun business on YouTube. Um, what can we all expect to see from you and all those things going on in the next couple of years? Yes. Yeah, so, so um, yeah, my, my, I guess we'll continue doing the work we're doing. So, you know, I have the Empire Builders podcast, which is, you know, where I kind of a couple of times a week um, share my um, musings, philosophies, opinions, uh, et cetera. And, uh, and we run, you know, uh, a lot of training, a lot of events. I mean, effectively we are like you, we're an education company. And most of those events are geared towards teaching business owners, um, uh, marketing, sales, mindset, personal development, strategy, how to, how to start, grow, scale. Um, so, you know, we, we ran, I think last year we ran 150 plus 
trainings, events throughout the course of the year um, on various different subjects. So more of that. Um, and, and actually the, um, the, the main thing that I'm working on right now um, is Expert Empires is the business that I'm best known for because that was the one that I started in 2015. But since then, we've we've formed a couple of other companies um, which uh, are, I said, if there's one skill I could learn, it'd be sales um, or one skill that I think you should learn if you want to start a business, it'd be sales. So we've got a sales training company completely separately called the Elite Closing Academy. Um, so that's been, and that started in 2018. That's growing rapidly. Um, and the other piece being, mental, emotional, uh, resilience and state management. Um, we have a company called super genius global, which focuses on teaching mindset, personal development. So, um, th those two companies are actually probably where a lot of my focus is going right now. Um, building those kind of specialist training businesses up. Um, so yeah, th those are the, the main focus, but the, the three companies together, uh, which we call combined the empire group, um, building, that to uh, make massive impacts to reach more people, make a big difference. And of course, um, you know, make a bigger impact in the world at large. Um, that's kind of the main focus. Oh, fantastic. And if people want to follow your journey or learn more, where could they find you? Yeah. On all the socials. I mean, um, on Instagram, uh, Nick James events is my handle. Um, you could go to expertempires.com main website. Um, which is probably, yeah, probably the best two places to, to find me, I guess. Oh, fantastic. So our final two questions then that we ask everyone who joins us. The first one being, what is your fondest memory from your days at school? Oh, good question. Um, fondest memory from my days at school? Probably... Um, when, I th when I think about school, I think about the friendships I built... Um, and I'm, I don't know if this is common, uncommon, normal, abnormal. I'm still very close with my best friends from school. So like the people that I developed friendships with between the ages of most of my closest friends, probably between the ages of 11 and 18, um, you know, there's, there's probably five or six of them that we're still really close. And when, when I think about fond memories from school, you asked me that question, my, my brain immediately goes back to experiences with that, those group of friends who, you know, I still play golf with, or I still, you know, watch the football with at the weekend or, you know, whatever. So that, that, yeah, those are the fondest memories is, is spending time with those people. Ah, oh, brilliant. And the last question, maybe the most important question, if you could pass on one piece of advice to anyone in school right now, whether they're just beginning or just about to leave, what would that one piece of advice be? It's a piece of advice I give people in business as well. I think it's relevant. It doesn't matter how successful you've been, like how, how successful you are right now. In a few days or a week or a couple of weeks, you're going to have forgotten about that achievement. It doesn't matter how bad you feel right now about the failure, about the thing that didn't work out the way you want. In a few days or a week or so, you're going to have forgotten about it. So celebrate your successes. And of course, you know, it's natural to, you know, to, to mourn, if you want to use that term, your failures. But just know 
that both those things pass very quickly. Like when I think about some of my biggest successes and at the time I was on top of the world and a week later, I've completely forgotten about it and it's back to the day-to-day grind. Or like I thought the world was ending and at the po- that point in time, it was like, you know, I was at rock bottom and a couple of weeks later, you've completely forgotten about it as well. It doesn't matter how good or how bad it is right now, it's going to change quickly. So don't over celebrate or over commiserate no matter how good or bad it is brilliant very nice and honestly i could speak to you for ages Nick. you give up such a positive vibe and i know there's so much going on in your life right now that we've not even touched on but i know you're a very busy man as well so i don't want to keep you too long but thank you so much for your time today it's been a pleasure no, thanks for having me on i've enjoyed it always uh, always enjoy um sharing you know some thoughts um some experiences so yeah thanks for having me on appreciate it and uh, hopefully um, people listening in or watching found it valuable. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Definitely will. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you for watching our podcast today. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to make sure you never miss out on the new ones we post every Monday and Wednesday. If you are interested in enrolling yourself or someone else into the British Online School, be sure to visit our website, britishonlineschool.co.uk, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and send us a direct message there as well. Just use the handle at Brit Online School, spelled S-C-H, and you can find all our links below. Have a fantastic day, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.